think you'll ever bench press 300 pounds? No. Why are you having that self-limiting thoughts? I don't... I, I just, thought we were building confidence. Confidence and knowing the difference between like... No. Overconfidence and nope. reality. No. Nope. Reality is different. I don't believe in reality. So you think one day I'll bench 300 pounds? One day I'm going to fly. Okay. Well then, we d- we're not on the same page. <laughs> I think one day you could bench 300 pounds. So. What what what's your current best bench like in in, tr- in training? It's one ninety five and a meet one eighty seven. Mm, underperformed, huh? Yeah, I always <laughs> do. My bench always like. I'm just kidding. It's four pounds. So, no, so, it's great. So what number are you comfortable with saying you think you'll bench that? What's in your Sunday? bones? I know I can pull eight hundred pounds. I don't know if I will, but I know it's in my bones. Um, one ninety. Really? Yeah. What the fuck did you just say? It's hard right now because I'm so far off from... I'm talking like 30-year-old Avi who's been smashing weights for the next seven years. Oh, you're talking about like... Yeah, I don't think you're going to go out here and bench 300 pounds. No, I know. I just didn't know what the question was. Well, it wasn't a question. You know, it was just a little toss around to open up the silly podcast that people are listening to. Welcome to 50% Facts. We're here with Avi again. Welcome, Avi. I think you can bench 300 pounds. Maybe. I think I'll count at like 245. I think you got 275. Thanks for believing in me. I do. Yeah. I just, I've always had a, people always ask me what my goals are, and I think I just set them a little lower than what people expect. You have low expectations. I do. I have high expectations. That's like uh, the meet. Everyone's like asking like, dude, great turnout. Are you stoked or how'd it go? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, bro. Because I, cause it, cause it, I, I, I live on like really high highs and really low lows. I live like an addict. Luckily, I'm not addicted to anything. Yeah, you did talk about how, I mean, people are asking you like, How's the meat going? How's it turning yeah, out? Yeah, I'm like, I don't have an answer for that. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, I fucking killed that. No, what do you want me to say? I don't have that level of enthusiasm about pretty much anything. I said no. it went well. Yeah. It went well, and you know, we we cleared a little bit of cash. That was yeah. I don't know what, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Bar people, kept asking. People seem to have a good time. That's, that's why I told Bar. I said if no one gets injured and everyone else has a dope time, I'm in. Everything went smoothly. Do you think it went good? I do think it went well. Yeah. yeah. No complaints? You didn't hear nobody talking shit? No, everyone seemed okay. No complaints. Um, we were able to, you know, food, drinks, and all that. Yeah, warm-up room seemed fine. No one got hurt. People did well. Yeah. yeah. Our equipment's fine. Everyone, people met Bart. They're happy with that. That's yeah. all they came for, dude. They don't even care about us. People met Abby. I saw you take a picture. Yeah, one picture, and I signed a belt. That was cool. An autograph? Mm-hmm. First, first what, three months in this thing, and you're signing autographs? Yeah. It took me a year to sign some shit. It's my third belt. That's pretty I'm good. <laughs> Kyle said he got recognized from YouTube for the first time. Oh. Huh? Here we go. Nice. Yeah. That stuff kind of makes me happy. Yeah, we're growing. Because Kyle was driving me home. And he said, he's like, yeah, some dude knew me from the YouTube videos for the first time. I was like, dude, that's kind of funny. Yeah, they like him. No, he's great. He has fans. Yeah, he's funny. He has fans for sure. Yeah. That's what YouTube's really about. And that's kind of what uh, I told Sebastian. He was filming uh, the vlogs coming out. But it, he, uh, I say it's cool when you show a bunch of different lifters in the camaraderie. Like, it doesn't really matter if they're deadlifting 800 pounds. But, like, you see how many different people do this shit, like, size-wise, weight-wise, age-wise, obviously ethnicities. We talked about uh, in an episode coming up Friday. But, like, just just someone you can relate to. Yeah. Right? Like, a bunch of people that are 33, yeah, they maybe want to watch you lift because you're fucking really strong and really technical and really smart in lifting. But they're like, well, I, you know, she's a fucking 100-pound chick and I'm a 34-year-old fat Italian guy. What do I really have in common, you know? And they see you. And they're like, there's another fat Italian guy. Let me watch him. <laughs> or the opposite, yeah. though. There's probably a bunch of people that aren't very tall and aren't very big. And they're like, oh, my God. I'm built just like Abby. And look look how impressive 
her hard work is turned into strength. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same with Kyle. Kyle's like, uh, Kyle's fucking 6'5". He's like mm-hmm. the opposite of what you think a powerlifter would look like. But dude's still out here deadlifting, squatting every day. Mm-hmm. You know? He's getting after it to the best he can. Yeah. And he doesn't exactly label himself as a powerlifter. No, but for he sure still not. trains. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he goes hard and he does his shit. Yeah, some people like kind of are afraid of being, well, I'm not a powerlifter, so I don't use yeah. a belt, use sleeves. I don't train at a powerlifting gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get kind of scared. I'm like... If we're lifting to also get strong, you're, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we all have the same goal. Or even aesthetics. Like, it's not as yeah. different as you think, mm-hmm. you know? And everyone, like, tries to, like, separate shit. Yeah. Like, dude, you're using, like, resistance to move your body through some shit for some kind of goal. Mm-hmm. We're all going to end up in the same place. Yeah. yeah, our gym's probably less than 50% competitive powerlifters, right? Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. I had this conversation with um, my neighbor across the street yesterday. He's like, who... We are talking about the classes, and he's like, who, who, who's taking classes? It's like, people who want a powerlifter? I said, no, people who want, generally, people who are willing to use powerlifting to have strength for their lives. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who may go on to compete in powerlifting, and others who have no interest in it at all. Yeah. And that's reflective somewhat of the membership, except I think that, that the people who take classes want structure yeah yeah they don't want to think they want to be they want to have the experience structured for them they're willing to do whatever but they just they want structure yeah that's what one of them um her name's jenny she started my class last week and she said she's already feeling better like training and getting stronger she said she always wanted to get stronger but never had um didn't know how to go about it and she does yoga and stuff but she doesn't know how to do strength training and she said i know i need to get stronger to just be better overall but i just don't know i need i need someone to tell me how to do it yeah you know? yeah some people don't have the energy or time or even want to like to do all the research some people do like like our member morgan crushed it as meat yesterday like that dude's probably watching youtube all day learning mm-hmm. he's like a little powerlifting nerd so he's learning and that's what i that's how i started yeah. i just watched and listened and i would just scroll instagram and watch people's lifts for hours and and coach them in my head i literally took notes yeah yeah and, right and then like kept them on my phone and then during training i would like look at all these lists of cues to try yeah. to focus on. Yeah, but yeah. not everybody's like that. Some people right. are like I don't want to. Like I'm busy with work. I have kids, or I, I I have other things I like. I like to paint, and I like to make I don't know fucking honey. So their research goes there. I just want to show up here and you do it. That's how I am with other shit. Like I don't. I, I like cars a lot, and I used to work on my car and stuff. But nowadays, dude, I, I want to bring it to the fucking mechanic and fix my shit. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what classes are. You yeah. know, like show up and just listen to Avi. Have the confidence in the person that you're going to mm-hmm. and just let them fucking guide you. You just yeah. do the work. It's easy. It's my job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do all the thinking. Yeah, and they get the benefit of the the empowerment that comes from feeling stronger. Yeah. And you know? then they meet other people who are in the same boat as them too. 100%. So then yeah. they have that community. And um, whereas when they come in by themselves, everyone already knows what they're doing. And so they might feel scared like yeah. oh they have this community and i'm just yeah. someone who's learning one one cool thing about like powerlifters, even at like your level right like top pro level is that um everyone has a coach mm-hmm. where like other hobbies and stuff i feel like you start to get pretentious when you start to get to another level and i'm using like car as another thing but i'm sure there's some mechanics that are like i know everything they're not gonna ask a mechanic a buddy for help but like even the best powerlifter in the world has a coach right right yeah like it's just so normal and then, like, not that their knowledge is necessarily that much beyond yours. Like, if I competed again, I'd get a coach. Mm-hmm. And not to say that, like, I'm the best coach ever, but, like, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, y- your other boss and our buddy, game day, like, I've been doing it longer than Joe. I think Joe's one of the best coaches in the world. I think I'm a really great coach. But if I was to compete, I'd still go to Joe. 
Yeah. Like, hey, man, coach me. I don't want to think no more. Like, let's ride. You got to turn, like, your athlete brain on, mm-hmm. you know? It's Where, different. Yeah, in other sports, you don't do that. Yeah. Or other, or the hobbies. Coaching yourself is hard. No, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yes, it's just a confidence thing. Like, all right, Joe has the best, like, uh, perspective on what I'm going to do, and I'm going to allow him to take the reins and run. Yeah. Rather than I'm going to be like an emotional thought or overanalyze my own shit. Like, all right, I'm just going to follow Joe. And so I think that gives confidence too that like everybody can be coached forever. So even in your classes or someone that's never deadlifted before, but then there's probably someone in your class that deadlifts pretty decent. Yeah. Right. So there's like, like a scale to it all. That's also what I tell people. Um, when I used to do more one-on-ones, I would, I would write a program for them. And then I show them like, see, this is what my program looks like. It's basically identical. I have my own coach. Yeah. So I learned from him and I, I give this to you guys because this is also what I believe will help you. Yeah, it's like a stepping stone to the yeah. next so level. They don't, so they don't think I'm just like bullshitting them. Like, nope, this is exactly similar similar yeah. to what I follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not just made up. It's how I get stronger. It's also how I'm going to have you get stronger. Yeah, we're different, but we're not that different. Mm-hmm. So what about benching, dude? You hitting bench depth? I don't know, actually. I don't record from that angle, but now I'm curious. I'm going to test it out today. If your bench depth's there? Huh? Are they calling it bench depth or is that a joke? I think it's yeah. a joke. I think it's got to be something elbow yeah. depth. No elbow depth bench. Yeah, everyone's, I think it's elbow depth. Talking about it, everyone's making memes about it in the USAPL. Is anyone stoked on it? Have you read anyone? No. So everyone that doesn't know the IPF, strictly the IPF, but that probably means the IPF uh, affiliates. So what, like the CPUs? The only big one I know. Um, and Powerlifting America, which Powerlifting we America. have no idea how many people are involved in that, but um, now has and it's been in the discussions, right? Like. Um, to take away the big arch and wide grip bench, which is highly technical, and some may say is like the sumo version of a of, of a of, of a bench, um, where the range of motion is highly cut. How do we judge that or make it more fair? I always bring up the stupid thing of uh, that short story, Jim, and I don't know if we've ever came up with an answer where it's like a utopian world and they make everyone even. So, like, if you're smart, they like electrocute your brain so you can't think straight. Oh, I don't know this one. Uh, Harrison Bergeron? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you're like one. really strong, they'll clamp weights to your arms to make us all like the same, right? It's, it's like this brain, uh, you know, thought process of a, of a short story just to make you think about utopia and like... Oh, it's a short story? Yeah. Yeah, I read it in school one time or probably read the Cliff Notes or some so bullshit. So what's the moral of the story? We're like the, the key of the story is that like to make everybody even, right? To like not allow anyone to have advantages. So it's ultimate socialist yeah but like so beyond because it's like physical, physical. yeah not yeah. just and like financial we're most yeah. social things yeah all of it yeah. yeah like like to play basketball that'd mean like the league and they do have some of this recreationally where like you can't be over six foot they have like six foot and under leagues Jeez. right it would be like yeah like in the nba lebron james would have to wear a, a, a weight vest because he's faster than everyone what if you already like handicapped in some way so then everyone else gets lowered down to you know they even it all out <laughs> Yeah, like if you're extra short and you want to play basketball, then yeah, LeBron has to play on his knees or some shit. You know, that's the gist of it. Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. So Are, my point is, yes. Like, is that where powerlifting is going? Like, why are we taking away people's individual advantages where an individual advantage is what makes sports special? That's what makes a champion a champion. That's what makes it competitive. You take you take LeBron James' speed and jumping away. Yeah, sure, he's the same as Silent Mike on the basketball court, yeah. but that no one wants to watch me. We want to watch the best do the best. Yeah. It's kind of like with femurs, right, and squatting. Yeah, yeah. It's like harder when you're, you have long femurs. Yeah, so are we going to say like, yeah, like sh- 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 the, like we're going to have a short femur league? Yeah, or like Only they hit sh- a different type of depth. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't. 
I don't know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Makes it more complicated now that they made it an official rule. Yeah. yeah. At first, I just thought they were toying with the idea. No, no, no. no it, it was this... like coming. It was yeah. coming for sure. I, I think didn't expect that. The the you know that one argument that I guess I understand, although if you want this to be a sport, I don't understand it. But if you want it to be um, a contest, yeah, and a contest, a, a sport can be a contest, but there can also be a contest that's not a sport. If you want it to be that, people are talking about they want to see the strongest person because it's power. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that. Technically, right? strength. Right? Yeah, but yeah. okay, dude, we're just, not in fucking I, physics. I know, but uh, just... yeah, I get it. Cut. <laughs> Saying a textbook. So yeah, so if it, I get that argument, right? You yeah. want to see who can fucking run the fastest? We're not gonna do treadmills and shit. We're gonna yeah. just gonna have a race. That's why running is the coolest or like most ancient coolest sport, right? Who can jump the fucking highest? Who can jump the fucking highest? Yeah. All right, that's black and white. So I get that argument. But if you want this to be a sport, there's always going to be skill involved. Yeah. So why sure. are we just going to try to take out the individuality and the skill of this? Yeah. We're going to take a very quick break here. Uh, and when we come back, we're all going to be the same. Man, do I feel different. Well, I, well, I, I didn't say we're going to be the same as each other. We're all oh. the same as we were before the break. No, no, no. I changed. Okay. I grew. Jeez. Oh, Evolved, enlightened. No, you got shorter. You're short, size. dude. You can't make short jokes. Yeah. No, I'm saying you, you're four twelve. We're, we're even now, so now you're four twelve. I'm average, and you're fucking four twelve. <laughs> so it's either I'm taller now or you're shorter. No, I thought that's how it worked. No, I'm fucking average, and you're four twelve. I thought we're gonna be the same now. No, because you're not gonna you're gonna bench three hundred pounds. So with this elbow depth thing. When I think about this bench bullshit going on, and it's literally bullshit. I think that, and this is how I think about business, this is how I think about friendships, this is how I think about everything in life. And I'm not the guy, my high school coach, shout out Dean Stark, one of my biggest mentors in my life. And your uh, brother Tony. Yeah, the, the fucking, the Iron, fucking Man. Iron Man. Uh, is that, in the old saying that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And, and Dean would always say, and it's good, but it's about context. He would say, if it ain't broke, fucking break it, put it back better. I was yeah. like, yeah, I like yeah. that. I do like that. But the issue here is we're not putting shit back better. We're just putting shit back different. And if you look at who's winning the IPF, who's winning USAPL, who's winning any bench press or the all-time world records, there's not a glaring, insane arch, ultra-wide grip class that's winning everything. And that's the same argument I make with sumo. sumo yeah. If every single weight class, every single record, and every single person winning all meets is only pulling sumo, then all right, maybe we could look at that if you think it's an issue, if you don't want people to pull sumo or if you think it's that much of an advantage over conventional. But that's just not the case with this bench press stuff. Like the obvious case everyone's bringing out is Sean Noriega. Shout out to my boy. He's very technical, but the fucker's strong. Like he's going to take dumbbells and throw them around too. Like he'll adjust to it. And I think him and Candido were the first ones um, to do this. And, and I, I, re- I believe it was their original thought, and I, and I agree with them, and I want to give it credit if it is, is that if we're going to make these rules – Let's do something that's uh, which steps into the next thing me and Avi talked about is the judging and the actual logistics of this new rule change. Why don't we just go weight class for weight class and choose a new legal grip width? So 100 kilo and above, they get to go pointer on the ring. 175 kilo to 100 kilo, you, gotta, you get to go middle finger on the ring. But is that arbitrary? What finger? It's definitely arbitrary, but at least it's standardized. I mean, this whole thing's arbitrary. Yeah. Right? For sure. It is arbitrary, but 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 it it does make the adjustment because when you go into stuff like this, 
where the new rule is for those that don't know is your elbow, the bottom of your elbow, I believe, has to cross the plane of the top of your shoulder. Shoulder joint, yeah. Yeah, but what is it? Yeah, it says shoulder joint. The fuck does that mean? Because like your AC joint, oh. it switched. Uh, your AC okay. joint is covered up by your deltoids. Mm-hmm. If you have deltoids. If you have a significant or even a mini, even your little 412 stealth, your deltoids. I'm not 412, by the way. What are you, dude? 413? No, I'm like, yeah, 413. <laughs> your, your deltoid is going to cover up like your AC joint. So like, what are we going to visually see? Plus we're wearing t-shirts, plus we're wearing singlets, and plus you're laying horizontally. And you have to pause. And the judge is judging movement <clears throat> of the bar, pause of the bar, and up down. And if the other judges see your ass down or not. So that's the logistics side. I don't know how you're going to... So that's why the arbitrary f- ring finger or the r- it makes way more sense. You can see when they unrack it. As you give them a press command, you see where the fingers are. It's either a good lift or bad lift from there, right? And then you continue to lift. Where this other one, you're making three judgment calls all with the things on, the, on, on your chest. The other big thing is that you can't put your feet on the bench when you're setting up now. Yeah, I, I, I think that's just like a habit thing. Like I, I do that when I'm powerlifting, but... Um, I don't I, think it's necessary at all. That's what I mean. People, I don't think people are bitching about that because they can figure a way around it. But 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 you again, just walk your feet back, right? I mean, or, or or you do the swing deal where you set your feet first and you're way above the bench, and then yeah. you pull yourself under. The I think it's a bigger deal that some people went heels to no to toe benching. Yeah. The USAPL changed that, right? Yeah. Or they're about to. You can go on your toes now, right? Or oh, no? Oh, I don't know. Or maybe the IPF did. One of them, I think, changed that. I know the USAPL changed head movement. I think your head can come off the bench now. Yes. Um, I think those are all like, again, like they're not broke, so don't fix them, but like they're not fixing an issue that's not there. So I think that's why the US, USAPL went backwards. Like, okay, lifting your head's not going to allow you to bench a bunch more weight, so who cares? Let it rock. I, I don't think that there's any purpose to it other than trying to appease uh, over-prioritized internet voices. Just people bitching about it on the internet. Uh, in terms are, of making it allowed now, yeah, uh, no, no. In terms of the the uh, in terms of the um, the arching rule, the oh, because people are saying the that shoulders, back yeah, to the yeah, shoulders, shoulders, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But even that, no, I think their argument is that it will make it more spectator friendly and publicly understood because that is like a meme too, right? Like, who's really bitching about sumo? Weird tough guy powerlifters or the masses that don't understand. It's yeah. bodybuilders and and gym bros. They're the ones bitching about sumo. And it's also the same folks that are bitching about an arch in the bench. But the, like the, the other argument is that these weight classes that don't arch and and don't do what they're trying to fix are now going to be affected. If you have a big old titties, man or lady titties, or a big old belly, now my elbows literally can't pass the plane on my shoulder. Yeah. Just because I'm touching my bench. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to make me pull this thing into my fucking intestines just yeah. to get my elbows past a point? Like, big guys uh, and ladies will probably be negatively affected by this rule for no reason. Yeah, They could have pinkies on the... Even when I'm bigger, I was showing them, like, just messing around. Like, I'm only 200 pounds now, and, like, I could bench in a way right now, not crazy arch, no one would bitch about my arch, where my elbows don't pass my shoulders. Yeah. And my pinky could be on the ring. Yeah. Let alone when I was 230 pounds, like... It makes zero sense. People who can't floor press into yeah, to a right. full range of motion because yeah, or you're pausing on your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's kind of weird there, and I don't know if they thought about that or not. But I think you're you're negatively impacting um, the heavier weight classes for absolutely no purpose. Right. Because typically, that. 
yeah, typically those guys don't arch either, or they just not as flexible. Right. Yeah, that those weight classes. Um, what about like major league sports that have had serious rule yeah. changes? That's the argument uh, Russ made to kind of in the beginning to uh, agree with this. Uh-huh. Is that like in basketball? Basketball is obviously just what I know best. Uh, but there, there's three huge ones they did. Like, for a while, there's no three-point line. Yeah. They had a three-point line. Um, for a while, there's no three seconds in the key. For those that don't know, there's a, a block that's, um, like, 15 feet wide underneath the basketball, and that's called the key, underneath the hoop. And big guys like Will Chamberlain and people just stand in there all day and dunk on you all day. Now uh-huh. you can only be in there for three seconds when you have the ball, and et cetera, uh-huh. et cetera, or don't have the ball. Because otherwise, you're, it's like soccer or hockey. Yeah, like cherry-picking kind yeah. of. yeah. And if you're the biggest, baddest motherfucker, they want to take that out. For a while, I think it was also Will Chamberlain, they took away dunking. You just weren't allowed to dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the ones that pop in my mind when it comes to this. Yeah. But those were an issue, an arguable issue. Will Chamberlain was shitting on everybody. Yeah. You know, it was like you just threw a fucking grown man into a kindergarten. Like he was just dunking on it fucking all these six-foot dudes. And there, there's not really a dominant group of... Again, I don't see adventures that are yeah, and baseball next year. Yeah, bigger plates or something. Uh, bigger plates. There's a reason for bigger plates that makes a lot of sense. It has to do with the evolution. It's an old sport, yeah. so it's it's evolved over time, and the um, the dynamics or the what, what I'm trying to say. What uh, the, the dimensions of the uh, baseball field have changed over time, and they're not actually what they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be, you know, sixty feet six inches from the from the mound to the plate, and then it's it's ninety from base to base. Is it larger now? Except that no, it's gotten smaller and it's closer on one side than the other because from of like the, second and third because of the size of the base. So they increased the size of the base to equalize yeah. all that stuff. But that might uh, affect like tag outs or like fucking stealing bases yeah, it, and stuff. It, right? It may or may not have any effect. Yeah. It, it possibly will like. Probably um, stolen bases, yeah. theoretically, will go up. Uh, another thing that's happened in the last few years in baseball is what they call the shift or the overshift, where if you know where a hitter is likely to hit the ball based on having all their statistics, mm-hmm. you will shift your infield toward, and maybe your outfield, toward that yeah. that area, that zone. Well, you're not going to be allowed to do that as extreme in an as extreme way. Where are they going to have, like, a left field has a, a certain zone that they can't pass? Yeah. Interesting. No, we're not, it's more the infield, but yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, See, I don't love that. I don't, Because, yeah. like, there's, like, that's just part of the strategy to me. I agree. Well, I don't know baseball too much, but... I know baseball, medium. See, it comes back to the enjoyment of the game. I would rather they not, because the, the game moves faster and is more interesting if, right. if people actually fucking get hits. Yeah, if you get to catch a ball. Yeah. Or, or, or make a or, play. Or, yeah, or get on base. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, I know they added the, the pitch counter, too. And I know people yeah, are mad counts. about that a little bit. Um, or like a, but, but that kind of makes sense. Yeah, me. I mean, I saw that in, in, in minor league. They've been running it yeah. this year. When and there's it, a shot clock in basketball is another big it change. It doesn't make that much difference. Right. People need to get over it's that It's like power lifting right like we're yeah. giving you two minutes that's plenty figured out yeah yeah exactly. yeah i don't think it's a huge deal and people just don't like change and especially yeah. with baseball i feel like because it is like the sport of tradition mm-hmm. right and so everyone's like just anti-tradition yeah, but, but or they anti did, they broke the biggest tradition uh, ever by taking away steroids the only thing that mattered in baseball <laughs> no bastards uh, that too but no uni- <laughs> universal designated hitter pitchers don't yeah. hit anymore in the national league which yeah. is weird yeah 
uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I think it's all a balance of tradition, and, and and it makes more sense when you're talking about baseball, basketball, football, because money is the driver. Yeah, right. So you got to do it for the viewers. You got to do it for the score. You got to do it for the audience. You yeah. have to do it, and I agree with that. Um, powerlifting. You know what are we doing? Like money ain't driving these decisions. No, it's not. It, despite what they think, and we had a long chat with Garrett Fear about it, and he's much more hopeful than I of the growth of powerlifting into a broad audience. Yeah. Um, these aren't going to make my mom want to watch a bench bridge comp. My mom's not saying, "Wow, I'd really get into that powerlifting thing," but that arch, I just don't get it. That's not fucking happening. But what no. is? She, I mean, she's not watching other sports either, right? No, like, she loves soccer. My okay. point is that the, the, they're making this argument change because mm-hmm. they think it'll bring more people to watch the sport. That they don't watch it because that arch is cheating. That's why they're. Uh, that's why they're doing it. Oh, I see. Because they think the rest of the world, non-powerlifters, will now understand it better. Yeah. Right. That's because not- the gym bros at Twenty Four Hour Fitness or your Crunch Fitness mm-hmm. or your Anytime Fitness are think that is dumb. And now, when you pull conventional and you bench flat back, now I think you're strong and cool. And all of a sudden, I want to powerlift. That's not going to happen. There's no influx happening to the IPF because of this. No. And there's no influx in audience. There's It's not more welcoming. And it, it gives USAPL more of a differentiator to... Yeah. To, yeah. To Again, it narrative. actually just segments the sport more. Yeah. Like, if, if you're like that... Arch, needed more of that. Yeah. If you're that archy kid, you're like, well, fuck that. I'm going to the USPA. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just dumb. We should... We should... There should be more legitimate reasons why we choose a federation than avoiding a rule. Yeah, or a, or that I love a deadlift bar. Yeah, but a lot of it is you know personalities and avoiding rules. That's, yeah, yeah, you it's know. culture. Which the culture part I like. Yeah, and I was talking about Martin. You know, shout out Martin again from uh, uh, Iron Valley. Iron Valley. Uh, he runs the USPA meets with us, and and he. Um, and I was telling him, I was like, dude, that you know, we want to run a, a bunch of different meets here because the, each federation has its own culture, and I think that's cool. Or the yeah. followers of the federation made the culture. I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give too much credit to the federations, to be honest, even though they're both been cool to us. And <laughs> but the truth is that the people make the culture. Yeah, right. The you, you, uh, the driver of the culture is not the federations, but the culture itself found these federations, uh, uh, made the home there. Yeah. And I want to cater it all, or we want to cater it all. We want to make friends to all of them, and I think that part's fucking cool. Not because one's drug tested or not. Not because a deadlift bar or not. You know, it's the culture and the people. It did feel like a different community. It is. Yeah, you probably have never been around that. No. Yeah. I've only been in, I've, I've only competed USAPL. Yeah. How I've, long have you been uh, dipping drug tests? Four years now? You've passed them? Yes. Dude, four years. you got a hell of a chemist. <laughs> um, well, you, you want me to do USPA, so I don't know what that means. That means that your chemist gets to take a week off at work. He doesn't have to make you pass the test. No. Well, we're actually talking about doing USPA tested at some point in the future, too. Yeah, so. yeah. If we do a double weekend USPA, we'll just do both. So that's Yeah, you can just... get tested if you want and pass it and cheat. I have gotten tested. Your conscience should feel better doing untested. It'll have to be a, t- a tested one. All right. Yeah. Um, but since I've only been in USAPL and spectated only those meets, too. Yeah, and those are where your homies are. Yeah, it's like... It's not like at a USAPL meet, I know everyone there, but it did feel different. Yeah. I didn't really know any of the lifters unless they are Third Street members, um, but it, I don't know. It yeah. felt different. Yeah, it's it a felt culture. weird. No, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's like. Because it's not like good or bad and you can't like point your finger at it. Like this is the culture difference, but there is a vibe and I like both yeah. of them and I think everyone should lift everywhere. I was actually telling uh, Martin, I think beginners probably feel more at home in the USPA. Why is that? I, I think because the USAPL is known for like being strict on a lot of shit. 
And that's mm-hmm. extra intimidating. It's already intimidating to throw your hat in. And so I think the USPA, like if you just are like, oh, I kind of want to powerlift. I don't know what's going on. You just hop into a USPA meet and you just fucking who gives a shit. Yeah. USAPL is more, is it more competitive? I think it's like, yeah, it's more like already uh, the, the lane's a little smaller, which isn't bad either because that's good because now everyone's fucking form's really good and they're all wearing SPD and they're, you know what I mean? It's just more uniform, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing either. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's no bad or good. It's just different, which I think is beautiful. And that's why we're, you know, throwing our, our ring on both. Mm-hmm. So USPA meet another one next year? Probably. No official announcement, but we'll probably, you know, as of right now, we haven't even, we just spitballed. We haven't met, met, but yeah, probably two to four meets a year. One, one USPA, one one or two, one or two USAPL. Yeah. 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 Block them out in the quarters. I mean, there's a demand for it. People want to compete and they want to build community. And like what we talked about in the other episode about how powerlifting is, is all about the community and religion and all that stuff. I think, I think, you know, we need to be a hub for that because it's not in the world, let alone the pandemic, let alone how the chaos of just our world mm-hmm. and politics and everything aside. Like, there's no community in this spot. So, if we can do our part and and, and help that, I, I think it's it's a, a duty of ours. Talking about where where my morals stand, you know, I think that's if you're capable of helping someone, you need to help someone. Talking about yeah. me being raised Catholic and stuff like that's some of that. Like, if I'm if I have if I have two loaves of bread and you're hungry, I got to give you a loaf of bread. That's just how it goes. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And so I think you know we have a beautiful building, we have a beautiful community. We're starting to build a dope team with you and Seabass and Kyle. We got the manpower. We got the homies that want to help. Um, and now we have the resources with the USA, USAPL and the USBA. It's kind of like our duty, responsibility. With great responsibility comes great power. Uncle Ben, the other way around. The other way. <laughs> With bad responsibility, you become very strong and do steroids. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben also makes uh, salad dressing? Uh, rice. Bastard. Yeah. Carbs. Bastard made me fat. Feed the community. Yeah. Yeah. With great responsibility comes great microwavable rice. Great. Uncle Ben. Quote, unquote. R.I.P. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. R.I.P., dude. Uncle Carby. <laughs> great power. Great responsibility. Spider-Man, you son of a bitch. Yeah, there we go. There's like seven versions of Spider-Man now. I can't keep track. Did you watch the new one? Your brain was probably fried. I did, I think. That, I that thing's still like to buy. Fuck you, Sony. What now? I think you got to rent that stupid thing. Oh. Because everyone owns it, so they're still just milking the money. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's but true. Thor came out and fucking free like two weeks after it went into theaters. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, it's it's, because that one's Marvel. Like purely Marvel. Yeah, that's what I mean. The other one's just monetized it's, by 20 people. It's Marvel and Sony. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And I, and I use your camera, Sony. You know, can you just fucking take care of me? I, I like the last the one, though. They don't give a fuck about us. You I, did like it? Ah, yeah, I liked absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. And I liked uh, um, Spider-Verse, and Spider-Verse 2 is coming. Yeah, so. Spider-Verse is insane. Yeah. Spider-Verse, uh, the soundtrack, I think it's uh, Sway Lee and like uh, Post Malone, mm-hmm. and we're in the car in, in Vegas, and we put on... Uh, Taika's playlist. He has his oh, own music playlist, and it's that song. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We just play it. He just, he just fucking automatically starts smiling, bobbing his head. Yeah, yeah so cute. Keep it all day. Ah, boo, boo, yeah, he does not fun. know the lyrics. No, at he's all. just jamming though. Yeah, it's awesome. It is a good fucking movie. If you guys haven't seen Spider Verse, shout out my boy uh, Tony Serrano, who did a lot of the art direction on that thing. Uh, maybe he's even main art director, but uh, fucking visually dope as shit. Culturally dope as shit. I know it won Grammys and stuff, but I still think it's kind of underrated. Because it's animated, you know? Yeah. Like the big Marvel heads probably didn't dig in. Or like, not the big Marvel. The big Marvel heads dug in. The the the, the world didn't dig in. The world will go watch fucking Thor. Yeah. They yeah. just know it's a thing, but they probably didn't. The masses. It's so good. Music's good. Story's good. 
Yeah, the Thor. Have you seen the most recent? Thor? I just started watching like a little bit of it, but it's just like in the background, you know. But that fool is fucking trendy, huh? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the most recent one. He his gets, arms look. He's stupid. naked in the. Okay, yeah. dude. From, yeah, they just took all his clothes off. For yeah. Fan. And that's now your it. new favorite yeah, movie or what? Yeah. yeah. Like my friend and I, we watched it and we were just like analyzing. Like the delts and pecs and the proportion. And what everything. were you analyzing? You no, just sicko! Like, as like a bodybuilder with like the because the, the general population just like oh my god muscles. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But we're like, dude, he's definitely like on some shit. Yeah, shit ton <laughs> of shit. I think he's been on, and then this one he's straight fucking. He probably first he's just doing some tests or something. He just throw down on this one. Yeah, probably weighed like two forty. Dude was fucking huge. He was yeah. He was super huge. Natty well, or not? No, definitely not. Definitely, and he's not going to say that. But like you know. Which whatever. is fine, like whatever. But I just don't, don't say you're natty. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, don't think he did. Be, be silent on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he was fucking. His arms look insane. And part of it too, though. I mean, you look bigger on camera. Period. So you, but you have to be leaner because yeah. you look yeah. fat, like in a but, moment. But with him, you have him to compare to other movies. It's funny. It's yeah. not like we're comparing. Yeah. Well, uh, Hugh Jackman, same thing with, yeah. with Wolverine. But he's a shredded. He was, yeah. He was. He was soft yeah. in the the, yeah. the first time he played, and then I Wolverine. think he was one sixty five in the other one though. Yeah. That's the difference. And by the by the last time that he was yeah. Wolverine, he was he, just yak. He looked like those invisible frogs or whatever, not invisible. You know what I'm talking about? They got like see through skin. You see yeah. their heart pumping. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. He was yeah. so lean when he comes out of that little fucking cold plunge tube. It's funny because like as we're watching, as I'm watching it now, I'm like, they definitely got a pump before this scene. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're probably injecting him with shit and fucking yeah. salt fucking injections, like, insulin, holding, like, who knows what. Yeah. Glycerin. Some curls in between. I think, like, there's a, I think there's a Photoshop thing where he is holding like heavy bags and they Photoshop the bags out. Because you know you look like mm. way more jacked oh. when you're heavy and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, so I think I've seen something like that where he's like carrying some shit and they just Photoshop it out. And that he, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the tricks of the trade, dude. That's what you do with all your picks. No, that's you. I wish. You and your glycerol and your creatine. All right, dude. You don't got to give my whole stack. <laughs> a secret stack. Your Cialis. <laughs> that's fine. She's that- reading like a bodybuilder's thing the other day at the front desk. She's like, yeah, Cialis. No, my friend. Oh, dude, my- you put him on blast in front of millions. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is. And he's not going to listen to this. Oh, that's fucked. Maybe he's a huge fan. No, there's no way. Yeah, just pop and Cialis. He's a bodybuilder, not a powerlifter. Yeah, was he a porn star? He doesn't need to be taking Cialis. No, it's very common, though. No, I know. That's why I told her. vascularity. That's the whole... I had no idea. He mentioned it to me, but like the whole weird part of it. Yeah. But... um, What's the weird part of it? The weird part of it is you're wearing a handkerchief on your dick and (laughs) (laughs) and you're taking Cialis. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know. He mentioned like it's for a freaking... A boner thingy, yeah, yeah. and then um, a boner thingy. I don't know what to call it. A male erection. Pill. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, I thought he was just—it was like he was joking. Oh yeah. But then oh, you yeah. was like, no, you said, oh, yeah. it's weird. And it is common. It is common in the gym mm-hmm. culture, in bodybuilding culture. But it makes sense if it's like it does. just increases your yeah. vasoconstriction. Yeah, if you're watching something. fucking porn in the gym, yeah, it's gonna go somewhere. But if you're just doing bicep curls, you'll probably be all right. It's gonna go to your biceps. You would hope so. Yeah. That what do I sense. know? You would think. What do you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm natty. You take it. No, I don't take it. Now you're starting rumors, dude. Yeah. Isn't that what you do on this podcast? <laughs> no. no. I'm just telling them about your chemist. I'm just telling them 50% truth. 50% facts. Yeah. They can pick and only, choose. I'm the for 50% truth and you're the 50% liar. Only half of anything that we say is potentially provably true. So, to put a cap on the, on this discussion about the, about the IPF and the bench press, yeah. is this going to have an impact on the number of people who watch 
IPF. No, like positive or negative? Yeah. No, I think it would be the same. I think if anything, there's a slight negative of people not wanting to compete there. I think That's the viewers, yeah, I think the viewership will be the same, and I think the cultural shift will be the same. I think it actually, uh, yeah, talking net positive, net negative. It's it's not that the idea is a huge net negative. The outcome is going to be very neutral. But okay, we're talking about a group of people who are willing to compete in a federation where they have to get their underwear checked. Yeah, that's everywhere now. No, that's everywhere. (laughs) That never made any sense to me at all. Yeah, that's everywhere. That's every fed. It is weird. Yeah. That's why I just wear a thong 24-7. But you can't, though. not either. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't wear a thong. That's that's weird. The judge let me do it. Maybe I look so good. It weigh-ins, they just... It would absolutely not help you in any way, and you can't wear it. That, like, I don't understand. There's stuff like that, though, like, um, in other sports. You know, just like regulations for regulations. Like not positive, not negative. Like socks in baseball. Yeah, uniform stuff. Yeah, your yeah. football. You, you football. used to be able to have to like cover your knees, but now you don't. Basketball you used to have to wear shoes that match your jersey. Now you don't. Yeah, just a little shit. That's just pro stuff. All right, let's wrap this one up. <laughs> Where can people find you, dude? Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at avi.lu, avi.liu, and Third Street Barbell. Taking one-on-one clients. We have uh, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. classes. If you are local, you're trying to get stronger, trying to get more fit, feel better. Um, all levels uh, allowed from never touched a barbell or stepped into a gym to competing on the world stage. It doesn't really matter. Avi will help you out. Um, so check our website out for that, thirdstreetbarbell.com. Uh, I'm Solomon Mike. If you want to find me, join our Discord, 50percentfacts.com, to find a link to that. And we'll catch you every uh, Wednesday Friday. I am at the Jim McDean, all the social media, this show. 50% Facts, where percent is a word, and 50 is just numbers. 50% Facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network, which has grown. Check out uh, Stimmed Out with our friends Joe Stanek and Tim Thibodeau uh, on the network. Also, uh, the Hashtag Coffee Time podcast with Noah Kinsey, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Yeah.